Welcome everyone to the Mile High Champions League Weekly Podcast. I am your host, the Commish, and with me as always are two men who founded and are the only two remaining members of the Jar Jar Binks fan club. How are you? Actually, I should say your names, Big Nolski and the Griffman. Gentlemen, now how are you? I, I can't go along with this 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 joke. It, it's just not acceptable. I'll go with it. <laughs> Me's so pretty shitty. I knew the last one left. <laughs> All right, so Noel, you're the only remaining member of the Georgia Hooray, Bank that means I'm in charge. <laughs> you're finally the head of the board. Hooray. Yeah. Oh, All right, so, yeah, um, at least we didn't say Guy Fieri, so there's that. Damn anyway. It. Um, all right, let's let's go on to uh, let's talk about football. That's why we're here, guys. Uh, let's talk envy. And uh, I should start off by saying I apologize to our listeners for not being able to do a podcast last week with three schedules uh, coordinating. And sometimes it is challenging to get all of us together on the same night. And last week was one of those instances. Along those lines, we are not going to do a podcast next week due to the Thanksgiving holiday. I do not want to ask Ben and Noel to spend time talking with my boring ass while they could be out enjoying turkey and real football. So let's go right into, let's just dive right into this, boys. Week 11 MVT, Benjamin John Griffiths, which I'm pretty sure is your middle name, and into the flame. Uh, You did a fantastic job last week. You scored a lot of points. Now, where's your game? That's, oh, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. (laughs) I'm in the wrong week. The week, okay, let's go back. So, like, so, like, oh, I must, that's great. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, that's not right. That is not right at all. Let's just talk about week 10 real quick. I won. Yay, go me. I was the MVT, and Derrick Henry was Hooray. the M- MVP on the team. Where? What am I getting my information from? It's the Parker Rams were the MVT last week. Sorry, Ben, I don't know why to get your fucking hopes up. I mean, I, I knew I, did, I had a shitty week, so. Yeah. Sorry about that, but in good news, um, we actually have a tie. Where was I getting my information? I said you were the MVP, not true. Um, and there's actually a tie for MVP here between John Brown and Chris Christ Christian McCafferty. Have you guys heard of this guy? Yeah, yeah, that that's his name. Yes, praise him. Okay, praise be, praise be, praise be. Okay. Anyway, so that's what's going on in the world of stuff um, in regards to the Survivor Elimination Challenge. In week 10, the America Doomgivers were knocked off for scoring the fewest amount of points. And not just the fewest amount of points here, folks. This was a rough week for Kenfield, week 10. He did not even break 100 points. He scored 88 points in week 10, which just... Well, it was a big one. So that sucks for Kenfield. In week 11, there was no actual uh, MV or uh, Survivor Elimination Challenge because the lowest scoring person was, in fact, the America Doomgivers for a second straight week in a row. So you can't get eliminated twice. Therefore, we have three teams remaining. We have the Highlands Ranch Buffaloes, the Littleton Spartans, and the Tittletown Warriors as the three survivors remaining. So, at the very least, this prize will be split two ways, very likely three, considering how amazing all three of your teams are. So, uh, let's go on. Noel, do you have a shithead of the week for us this week? I do, but it's pretty obvious, so it's going to be very long. It is, of course, Miles Garrett, who... um, If any of you watched that game, I had the same feeling that when I watched the highlights... Not highlights... The replays of when Ron Artest and a couple other players went up into the stands after a <laughs> shithead threw a beer at them yep. um, in Detroit. What was that? 
15 years ago almost, maybe even longer. Um, yeah, it's uh, everything gets charged in the field, so sometimes bad stuff happens after the play, but removing a opponent's helmet and then striking them with it is not something that uh, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen before. In fact, it kind of led to the uh, <laughs> Billy Madison kind of references, where I think the guy took off my like a skate and tried to stab someone with it. <laughs> so with that, it's obviously Miles Garrett. That's something's going to follow not just him around, but that's going to follow the rivalry around. And yeah, so good it work there, a, Miles. It would be a solid move if it was like the days of the Vikings and it was battlefield, moving somebody's helmet and beating them to death with it. But yes. on the football field, yeah, a bit bit douchey. Yes, Very Game much. of Thrones. It's it's just it's right at home there, but it's not quite uh, on the football field here in 2019. Yeah, that was dumb. And it's not like it's some older guy like Terrell Suggs who's like, all right, I've played my career and I'm, you know, that's it. He was drafted in 2017. He's got the majority of his career ahead of him, and since his suspension is indefinite, I still think he'll play in the NFL. But that was a very very stupid move. Uh, Cost him over a million dollars so far. Wow. Well, moreover, I mean, I would say arguably Miles Garrett is the best player on the Cleveland Browns. And with how bad they already are, they're certainly not going to get any better from this. So I just feel bad because he even admitted after the game that it was just a complete lapse of judgment. That's not who he is. That's like Von Miller, like taking on a knife mid-game and shanking someone. Like, it's just not – that's not who this person is. I was very disappointed to hear that. Like, if that was Donkey Kong Sue, you'd be like, okay, that's par for the course. Yeah, even if he'd like, were, eh, that's, I don't use someone's helmet as a weapon against them. I wouldn't do right. that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Ripping off the helmet's one thing. That's a personal foul. Ripping off the helmet and hitting someone is a felony. So you really, I'm just, yeah, I'm disappointed. I think that was a great shit out of the week. I actually didn't know what you were going to pick this week, Noel, so I completely agree with you. Thank you. You're always really good at doing that, so thank you for picking that one up. Uh, let's go on to this week in history, November 21st, which we are recording Thursday night, 1965, one year before Noel was born. An overflow Indeed. crowd of 76,000 people jams the Cotton Bowl, which is why not only is it relevant for today's date, but because we're heading into bowl week, giving Dallas its first home sellout, which kind of sucked for them because the Browns beat them 24-17. So that is this day in history, 1965. Let's go on to Dylan McDermott versus Dermot Mulroney. Gentlemen, Ben, you are winning the competition. We still have plenty of time left to tie this up and Mulroney take the lead. <laughs> this is a TV show. And we'll start with Noel. L.A. to Vegas. Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney? That's the name of a television show? It is. And it's fairly recent, like as of the last year or two. Um... On Fuck, Dermot Mulroney. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> and Benjamin, your your guess. You know, it's weird because I I just this last weekend drove was in a, a car from L.A. to Vegas, um, but I'm gonna have to agree with Noel. This sounds very much like a um, a Dermot Mulroney program. So I don't know why I say that, but it's just, it's just the feeling I get. Um, I'm gonna give you both a point because technically you're both right. Although <laughs> it stars Dylan McDermott. Dermot Mulroney has been a guest star on that show. <laughs> Are you saying we couldn't lose that one? <laughs> yes. You know, sometimes you just got to hand out a couple freebies. So congratulations. Yeah. You guys I mean, are both did, right. Didn't like the uh, – shouldn't the universe imploded if they were ever in the same right. scene together? Uh, they were, and I was actually scared. I was like, oh, my God, don't let it happen. Don't let it happen. Don't no, let it happen. No, 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 no. Don't <laughs> touch. No, no, no. It's happening. 
So yes, <laughs> congratulations. It's a pretty entertaining show. Like if you have free time and you've watched everything on Netflix already, go ahead and watch LA to Vegas. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a very positive endorsement. <laughs> it's entertaining. You have nothing better to do with your life. <laughs> it's, it's not that great, but it's, you know what? Dylan McDermott's role is kind of like this, like a kind of slacker, indifferent pilot on this like third rate airline. It's fairly, fairly entertaining. So, but again, don't go out and like <laughs> stop listening to the podcast and listen to it. It's not, it's not that good. But anyway, so that brings the score to five to three. You know what? I would have given one of you a point if you had said Dylan McDermott, considering he actually is the star of the show <laughs> and Jeremy Maroney is the guest star and he's only been on like a handful of episodes. But since you both guessed Dermot Mulroney, you're not wrong. It's just the other person would have been more correct. So at any rate, um, no, no quid pro quo. Let's go to the playoff picture. Um, we have four teams, believe it or not, that have already secured a playoff berth. The Titletown Warriors. Congratulations, Noel. The Highlands Ranch Buffaloes, congratulations, Vanessa. And Into the Flame, congratulations, Ben. And the Littleton Spartans, congratulations, Brandon. We have four teams that are still vying. In the hunt, I would say, are the Parker Rams and Five Second Chug and two long shots, the Legend of Lincoln and Lincoln's Mavericks. Well, technically, the Legend of Lincoln and Lincoln's Mavericks could get a win. One of them would have to obviously win because we're playing each other this week. Um, and tie either the Parker Rams or Five Second Chug. We're long shots because we're trailing them fairly significantly in points. So both the Rams and Five Second Chug would not just have to lose, but we'd have to surpass their point total. So it's possible, but not probable. So I would say Parker Rams and Five Second Chugs are likely to make the playoffs this year, and that's year six. Eliminated are the Gonorrheas and Space Force, as we've talked about, and new are Hanging with Mr. Cooper plus Hooper and the doom givers so that is where we stand right now for the playoff picture so we've got four in the winner's circle two left to go let's talk about last week we can kind of gloss over week 10 um because it, it's already in the past let's talk about week 11 ben if you don't mind please take my game versus gonorrhea okay i will take your game versus gonorrhea uh gonorrhea wins because uh always <laughs> Gonor or gonorrhea always win it's one of those uh, those antibiotic resistant strains. Uh, sorry about this, Michael. This is Grant's first win of the season, and unfortunately, it came at a time where you really could have used a win. Um, as you said, as you pointed out, you are not technically eliminated, um, but your team's going to have to score what over well over two hundred points to even have a shot and obviously win the game. Uh, but not let's not look too far ahead. Let's look at the the game itself. Um, you know, strangely enough, Michael, you your team was almost dead even with projections, with one exception. Obviously, Tyree Kill leaving the uh, leaving the game in the first quarter was uh, your Achilles' heel here, uh, no pun intended. Um, with there's one of those big goose eggs that you just you hate to see that, especially late in the season. Uh, and there's nothing you can do about it when when a player g- goes out. That's just bad luck. Uh, that being said, he would have had a hell had a hell of a day as you did lose by almost 50 points. Um, looking a little more specifically, uh, Drew Brees solid game, nearly 30 points. Mark Ingram, same story. Travis Kelsey, same story. Um, Odell Beckham just hasn't been what I'm sure you hoped he would be this season. You know, he's uh, not doing terrible um, at any point, but uh, for what you you paid and for what you're hoping. Uh, I'm sure you wanted to see more Christian Kirk. Um, just kind of a boomer bust uh, all season, as with a, a lot of a lot of people on the uh, Arizona 
offense, uh, you know, powerhouse offense, but you never know who's, who you're going to, who's going to be uh, getting the ball on that. Um, so looking at Grant and his first win again, a big boost with Dak Prescott, just uh, running all over Detroit. Um, 43.8 points was very high for a, a, a quarterback. Uh, Miles Sanders um, didn't do much against a pretty solid New England defense. Horde Sutton, um, great game. Uh, the game he played in, I never want to remember that as long as I live. Uh, <laughs> DJ Moore uh, for Carolina, a uh, solid game. And uh, Michael Gallup has been great for Grant, despite never being great enough, uh, with 41 points. Uh, Grant, congratulations on your, your first win uh, of the season. Unfortunately, it came way too late. Um, but better better luck next year and uh, solid effort all around. Um Noel, please take us away with uh, Spartans versus uh, Five Second Chuck. Will do. And this was a you know, much-needed win for Molly to keep her in the hunt. And even though Brandon lost, as Mike said, he's in the playoffs. But this was one that's got to be kind of stinging for Brandon here because he played the uh, he, he played the right players. He played the right matchups. But just some shit blew up in his face. Uh, Jameis Winston basically hit projection 26 points. Todd Gurley had basically just a monster first quarter, really, 33 points. Then Allen Robinson just, I don't know what the hell happened to to him, seven points. Jared Cook, good game, 14 points. Michael Thomas, huge game, 39 points, as he's been all season. Josh Jacobs, money as well, 29 points. And here's kind of one of the main things where it kind of stuck out for Brandon. It's like, ah, crap. Of course you'd play the the, the Panthers defense against the struggling struggling Atlanta Falcons offense. But in this case, he got eight points out of the deal, as were if he would have gone with a hot defense he has, which is Baltimore going against a really, really, really tough offense in Houston. He would have got 23.5 points, and that would have put him just, you know, over the edge, honestly. And there's just some other stuff from there where it's tough for Brandon. But enough of that. Let's go to Molly's team and why she won. Kirk Cousins, uh, as Ben alluded to in his uh, review. Uh, he led the way in a painful loss for the Broncos. Uh, 35.8 points, well exceeding projection there. 26 points for Ezekiel Elliott, not hitting projection, but still enough generally to, to get you over the top. 43 points for DJ Chark, who just huge, huge pickup out of nowhere. Again, Molly, great job drafting him. Mike Gizeki, or Gizeki had a slow week, seven points. Joe Mixon, Kind of coming back, 27, Leonard Fournette down, 17. Steelers defense, uh, yeah, bad, 9. And then kickers and punters were actually pretty good, 11 and 12, respectively. However, um, I bet Molly's kind of kicking herself as well because she could have had an extra 41 points with her quarterback throwing to her wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, but he was on the bench. So that's uh, that's never fun, but at least she got Not the fun. win out of the deal. Um Mike, would you take us away to uh, my game against the Benster? The Benster? It's Aww. not Benster. No, no, no. no. That's, that can't stick. Okay. All right. Between uh, You guys had a pretty good game between Noel and the Benster here. The uh, 191.8 to 130.5 for the Benster. Um, Benster really was not a great game for you, Benster. It really just did not play out well, Benster. So, uh, <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, Noel, what is going on with your 10-1, like, Jeez, you're good this year. 
Like we've already talked about that. You're both really good this year. Ten and one and seven and four. Even though you lost this week, Ben, I mean seven and four is still a pretty enviable position, as we already talked about. You've already made the playoffs. But let's see exactly what happened here because even though your team's really good, one thirty is not good for your team specifically. Noel, I think it's fairly clear your team is just firing on all cylinders still. The only real kind of players that were off from their projections were Kyler Murray on the upside, projected to get 23, got about 40, and then Brian Hill, Atlanta running back on the downside, projected to get about 20, got eight. There were a couple other ones where there was a big spread. Actually, Dalvin Cook did certainly underperform for you. Has, was projected at 38 and got you 22 which is interesting because that's almost exactly what he's been averaging, 38 points a week. So even, you know, when, when your bad week is 22 points, I guess you should count yourself lucky. So that has uh, certainly been helping you with Dalvin Cook on your team, as with everybody else. Good week overall. I think the real standout of your team, Noel, Jake Bailey, right. New England punter, <laughs> 21 <laughs> points. Outscoring the likes of Brian Hill, and Jarvis Landry. So incredible. That was, uh, I don't know if this, was this a recent pickup or have you, have you always been rocking Jake Bailey? I uh, picked him up a few weeks ago, then dropped him when he was on bye week and he was available again. And I was like, hey, he's solid. And little did I know that he would have a eight punt, six of them down inside the 20 performance. So yeah, that's kind of insane. That's true. You wouldn't expect the pages to punt a lot, but. Say la vie. Here we are. So, uh, good game all around by you, Noel. Uh, congratulations on your victory here. Ben, let's see what happened. There's just a general degradation in performance across the board here. I don't think there are any roster management issues. I think you started the best roster you could, really. It's just they're like, hmm, uh, fuck Ben this week because we're just going to blow. So, Carson Wentz did about, I guess, uh, the best you could hope for, 18 points against New England. New England's defense seems to be un real this year uh Le'Veon Bell seems to be you know he's not the Le'Veon Bell of the uh Steelers per se but he's still getting you a decent amount of points he's still at state starter worthy for sure 25 points out of him where it got a little bit wonky was three points for Tyler Boyd he's been averaging almost 19 since he wide receiver and five out of Gerald Everett which is not I mean you can't expect too much from tight ends unless you've got like a one of the elite players like Skittles or Kelsey. Um, but it's just five is rough. I mean, five mm -hmm. is like almost excusable for a punter, but not for a tight end. You should at least be getting double digits. So he certainly hurts you there. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had a pretty good week at 23 points, projected 30. So didn't do as well as his projection, but has roughly been in line with where he's been performing in general. Uh, what I think really surprised me here was Mike Evans' 17 points. He's been as is just kind of typical for Mike Evans, amazing this year. He's had weeks where he scored 67, 65, and 57 points. The problem is on those weeks that he doesn't, he typically does fairly poor. He's kind of a boom or bust type of guy. Much more boom than bust. Much more boom than bust. He's only busted, I would say, three times this, this year, and it yeah. just unfortunately happened to be this week that Mike Evans like, I'm going to bust. Uh, I suck. And so he, uh, yeah, I'm sorry about that, Benjamin. At least the 49ers kind of made it up because they had a good showing against the um, surprisingly strong Arizona offense this week. 24 points there. And then you have kickers and a punter. So uh, congratulations, Noel, on your victory. 10-1. and one. Ben, I'm sorry about your defeat here. 
Let's go on, if you would please, Ben, to hang in with Mr. Cooper plus Hooper versus the Space Force. Okay, well, yeah, this is this is going to be interesting to cover. I want to start out by saying, um, <laughs> Nick, uh, obviously peaking at the wrong time. Um, you know, you usually want to finish season strong, but not when you uh, start the, the first eight games winless. He's won three straight and had another great week uh, against uh, kind of uh, floundering uh, Josh with, you know, at through both at three and eight. But uh, Josh had a much stronger start. Uh, that all being said, let's let's dive in and see what what we got here. Um, you know, not really terrible performances uh, for some of Josh's players, uh, but enough enough players with single digits or close to. Uh, there's a you know, Michael and Cooper got ten points. Uh, Smith Schuster got six. And right off the bat, if you if you have three people that you know, three players that you expect good points out of, and they get to combine twenty six points, uh, you're you're starting at a, a, a dangerous area. Uh, kickers and punters helped helped him in, in no way. Uh, good performances from Derek Carr, uh, Marlon Mack and uh, Hunter Henry, uh, but just could not make up um, for those uh, those weak performances on those players that were mentioned. Uh, so tough tough break for Josh, uh, officially getting eliminated out of the playoffs. Um, but that being said, uh, Nick, very good performance all around. Again, Josh Allen just, just lighting it up. I want to. Uh, I would have picked him as my shitheaded of the week because uh, he made fun of the he made fun of the CSU Rams. Um, so fuck that guy. So I just want to say that if uh, the the Rams are sheep, then the Wyoming Cowboys are fucking shit kickers. So I know he, I know he's I know he's listening right now. So fuck you, Josh. Take that, Josh. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna roll around my millions of dollars now. Oh, this sucks. Uh, I'm so sad. And he scored 47 points and beat Miami. So uh, I'm going to go cry. Um, yeah. So uh, Debo Samuel, um, 40, or 37 points uh, for San Francisco. Uh, Tevin Coleman, not a lot at 14 points, uh, but not really necessary when Kyle Rudolph scores 24 and Austin Eckler scores 36. Uh, so, again, almost breaking 200 points there. But uh, too little, too late, unfortunately, for Nick. Uh, so, uh, fuck Josh Allen. And, Noel, would you please give us Legend of Lincoln versus uh, the Rams? I will. Um, right off the bat. So, again, this is just another, I'm going to say, clinic in roster management by Larson. Because even, even with a victory, 203.4 points, he still had to do it with another injury that happened. Well, got re-aggravated during the game. And so you have Lamar Jackson, who's just leading the way for the Rams this season, 46.4 points, which, you know, that's kind of for him this season, kind of average. So you'll take it, but, you know, only 46.4 points for quarterback. And here's where I was uh, alluding to earlier, James Conner, who was supposed to have just a huge bounce back week against a kind of suspect Cleveland defense, uh, he got hurt pretty early on, only scored four points, and now he's also questionable for this coming game. Uh, John Brown, as you said, Mike, huge game, 52 points. What a pickup that was, because I believe he drafted him, which, uh, why would you do that? Well, because you're Larson and you're smart. That's why. Eric Ebron, down week, nine points. Melvin Gordon, 20 points, which uh, he's com- he's coming back. It was, a- it was a down week, but he's... 
he's catching on late in the season, which, Ben, as you talked about, if you can get enough early wins uh, and you can get hot meat at the end, that's kind of the way to go. And it's looking like Larson is kind of doing that right now. Alvin Kamara is back, 37 points. Jets defense, an inspired start against the uh, woeful skins offense led by rookie quarterback who apparently has a huge arm but looks kind of lost. Uh, 21 points there. Uh, kickers and punters scored exactly the same points. To Courtney's game, this was just, apart from Calvin Ridley and Zach Hertz, who is getting hot uh, late in the season, everyone else is kind of, what the hell are they doing? Patrick Mahomes back from injury, 24.8 points. Uh, not what we saw early in the season. Um, and yes, he's injured, but he just, uh, he was contained by a surprisingly good Chargers defense. Nick Chubb, down week, 18 points. Uh, Marquise Brown, who was a very strategic, or excellently strategic play, whatever the words, combination is there. Um, because you think if he has a big game, he's catching passes from Lamar Jackson, so it's a good way to capitalize there. But he didn't have a big game, six points. James White, down week, which you're just rolling the dice with the Patriots, running back uh, situation. Patriots defense, though, 24 points but it just was not enough to overcome kind of the downside and just two huge weeks or two performances by Lamar Jackson and John Brown. From there, Mike, would you take us away to Buffaloes versus the Doom Givers? I certainly shall. And uh, obviously with Kenfield being eliminated for a second time straight in the elimination challenge, you can see wasn't a great week for him. So first Actually, it wasn't a great week for either of them, considering Vanny's been just kind of blowing it out on the scores, but 188 points, still nothing to laugh at. But there were a couple interesting notes on her team here for just general underperformance. However, it was made up by her superstars, so let's let's focus on that first. I think the biggest one right off the bat, you could say, is Deshaun Watson, considering he got 7.6 points and was projected 31. But let's be honest here. The real anchor to her team this week was Colby Wadman, Denver punter, who scored zero <laughs> points. The Wadman. Come on. The Wadman. The Wadman did nothing. It's zero points, well, but I that's okay. Him. Steven Hauschka actually got 15 points for a kicker, so that kind of made up for it. But I think Deshaun Watson getting 7.6 points actually is really kind of surprising. That's very uncommon for him. He's normally a at least 20, if not 30, sometimes 40-point player. This was his second worst showing of the week. Um, hold on a second. Am I in the right week? Where am I? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, no, they're playing right now because I was like, wait a second, I'm looking at another score. So this was his worst showing of the year. Um, he's actually doing fine right now. That was, was confusing. He got 22 points as of tonight, Thursday night, the 21st. So he is. Uh, that was definitely a, a big, big regression for him, 7.6 points. But that's okay because Christian McCaffrey got her 52 because um, that dude is just unbelievable. So, yeah, he has scored um, 501 points so far this season. 501. Just, just let that let that sink in for a bit. So he did quite well. Julio Jones did about average for – I think Julio is probably on the, the downside of his career here. I think he's going to do fine, but – each and every year after this one, he's just you're just not going to see that elite level of production that you're used to out of a Julio Jones. He got 24, 
projected 27. He's been averaging about 27, so it's a minor underperformance there. Mark Andrews still, to me, besides your tight end, Noel, the kind of find of the century here, just because it's like who, who I'd, I'd never heard of him coming into the season, and here he is, the number four best tight end behind Kelsey and Skittles and another gentleman, oh, Zach Ertz. Um, so here's Mark Andrews, 25 points for Vanny. The other big kind of underperformance here was Cooper Cup, who got 13 points, projected 22, and averaging 28. So certainly a pretty dramatic underperformance there. But good old Randall Cobb said, hey, don't worry about it. I got you covered. I'll just double my projection. I was projected 18, got 36. I've been averaging less than what I was projected. So I'll just blow it out of the water for you, and I'll save your team. So Vanny had a pretty good week overall, got – Pretty much in line with her projection of 193, got 188 total. Canfield, on the other hand, his entire team's like, hmm, well, uh, let's just pretend that we're not going to play football this week. No, no, let's just not play football this week. Tom Brady, 13 points, projected 25, garbage. Royce Freeman, projected 12, got nine. I guess you get what you pay for with him. Uh, Chris Godwin, which has been an absolute godsend for him in certain weeks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks. I actually spent all last night, I was sitting up until midnight uh, writing that one, and then I just came up with it right now, so it's kind of a waste of last night, but he has not been good for Kenfield over the last about month. He's been averaging about kind of middle-of-the-road flex-worthy, whereas in the beginning of the season, he was getting 40 and 60 points pretty regularly, so not great for Chris Godwin there. Jason Witten almost got exactly his projection, 11 points. Julian Edelman kind of in line with stuff there. It's just kind of a slow day for the um, New England offense there. And then Kenny Galladay, who was Matt Stafford throwing him to this week, or were they trying to fake him out again, or what was going on with them? Well, it was Jeff O'Driscoll, actually just Jeff Driscoll, who was throwing <laughs> to him. So, um, but this hey, is kind of the case with, <laughs> case with uh, even with Stafford in, is they've got some big play receivers, and sometimes Marvin Jones fills it up, or Kenny Gall- Galladay. And sometimes both, sometimes neither. This week it was just one. I see. Um, okay, so there you go. So uh, that just – interesting game by them. I think the uh, the next couple players here, kickers and punters, whatever, Chris Broswell getting one point is not great. But don't worry, Dustin Colquitt. If you click on his picture, kind of looks like a very young Scott Kahn. 20 points for a punter, almost as good as your punter, Noel. So congratulations Yay. to Mr. Colquitt. Too bad you didn't do fuck all of anything for the rest of your team there, Kenfield. <laughs> so, um, yeah, sorry about your loss here, Kenfield. Sorry about being eliminated from the playoffs. But, hey, at least you live in Hawaii. I mean, that, that's <laughs> something. There's your silver lining. You always got to look for the silver lining. The silver lining is you got a beautiful family. You'll live in Hawaii. got an awesome job, and you are awesome yourself. So that is the uh, week 11 now, gentlemen, we are heading into one of the most anticipated weeks of the season, the bowl weeks. But let's talk about bye weeks first because there are actually some significant buys this week. There sure are, Michael. The Arizona Cardinals. So bye-bye Noel's starting quarterback. Not that it means anything to you at this point, but bye-bye starting quarterback. The Kansas City Chefs, who bye-bye my team. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, <laughs> bye-bye Rivers and Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. And then the Minnesota Vikings, bye-bye Thielen and Stefan Diggs. So, and if anybody's playing him, Kirk Cousins, but why? So, yeah, those are the bye weeks. The Cardinals, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Vikings. So Check interesting. out my bench, Mike. It's Ooh, full okay. of people on buys. It's awesome. <laughs> you love those buys, Noel. Let's see. Where are we here? Uh, scoreboard. 
let me get to the current week. So yeah, wow, wow, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So it's gonna be fun to watch you guys play this week. This actually, I mean, you guys have both made it, and I don't think you're at risk of losing your uh, top billing here, Noel. Really. I was um, gonna ask you about that because yeah, we're talking about that. Vanessa, with her just world beater team, has crazy points for. And I believe you said that points four is actually the tiebreaker instead of the fact that I actually beat her, I think, early in the season. So if I lose to Ben, wouldn't that move me to number two seat? Because, assuming Vanessa wins, because she's got more points for it, I don't think it's going to change. Sorry, I, I lost you there, but um, I, I think I got the gist of your I'm sorry, it just cut out. Yeah. Um, so I think I jagged the gist of your question. Let's pretend Vanessa wins and you lose. Um, even if that's the case, you're going to get a first round bye because there's no team that could come match you at 10 wins. So yes, you're right. In a, in a head to head competition, what they're going to look for first, the computer that is, is points for then points against then uh, records against each other. So okay. the fact that, um, she has a just insane amount of points for, she would take the number one uh, by position, which there are advantages to that versus the second one because you you could theoretically play a worse team in round two. But you and Vanny are are secure in the first round by, so I, I wouldn't worry about it too too well, much. I was just curious because like, yes. how, does, how does the tiebreaker work? But you explained that, so thank you. He, yes, no, you're welcome. I think that that's a good question. I think it's very, it's quite worth knowing. Um, it's 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 a good place to be. It's a good problem to have. Uh, so let's go to the preview of this week. So we got, I got, if you look at the uh, podcast agenda, gentlemen, I have all the bulls. The only one that's really interesting, Noel, is your second one, which I named myself. You're welcome. I so the, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the challenge for this week, I'm not going to force you guys to do accents again because I think I told you last time I was breaking a sweat by the end because um, it was so hard. All I want, each team that you do, so it will be four quotes total. I want you to do a movie quote. And the caveat to that is you can't repeat a quote. So we can't just be like, oh, the force is strong with uh, Tom Brady there. <laughs> and the force is strong with this other guy. And the force is also strong with Jim. So, yeah, you have to use movie quotes. You can say whatever you want, any movie. Um, actually, let's make it a little easier. Any movie or TV show. Okay, um, thank you. But if it's esoteric, like, I don't know, just, just something really bizarre. Uh, like, that was from scene three of Requiem for a Dream. Be like, at least quote yourself there, because it's, like, not, like, <laughs> fairly common what we're you know, what we're talking about. If you use a Star Wars quote, most people should know that. But, like, if you're going to pick something out of the blue, just say, and by the way, that was from uh, season three of The Office or something like that. So, Ben, please, yeah. if you would, uh, go ahead and tackle my bowl with Courtney, the Chick Doba Bowl, which was, by the way, the Chick Potley Bowl, but I have converted over to Qdoba, so it is now the Chick Doba Bowl. So please, Ben, go away. Oh, I mean, well, not go I mean, away, go that's ahead. A, <laughs> that's a, no, it's, it's very aptly named, I guess. I don't know what the fuck that means. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, this is actually probably going to be an interesting challenge. For a guy who constantly speaks in uh, um, movie quotes, like when I'm told to do it, it's gonna it's gonna be a difficult uh, thing. But, Don't worry, Ben. Uh, you can use the force. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's just gonna be stuck in my head the whole time. I'll be like, Drew can use the force. Mike Ingram can use the force. Uh, I guess I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be harder than you think. I bet. Okay. Well, uh, let's let's dive into this. Uh, so uh, 
less of a preview and more of a work in progress. Um, Michael, you're off to not a great start as as Courtney already has 42 points between uh, Will Fuller and uh, uh, Fairbian. Fair, fair, I'm not gonna her kicker. Her kicker. <laughs> uh, I think so they said yeah, Fairbairn on TV today. So okay, Fairbairn. Let's Fair go with that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll get you, Fair Baron. No, you yes, won't. that's what I was hoping you'd say. <laughs> yes, that you know that helps me a lot. One down. Uh, but Will Fuller is uh, clearly Fuller go easy on the Pepsi is clearly uh, just crushing his uh, projection here at thirty four points. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, but that being said, the projections are both uh, one about one sixty for both of you, uh, and I think you're both hoping to just decimate that that point uh, th- or that point projection because you're going to need it um, even if even at record you you have to score those points to to beat those tiebreakers. Uh, starting at the top here, um, we got Drew Brees uh, getting. Projected at 26 points, uh, kind of below the Carolina. Um, I think that's a little low. Uh, Mark Ingram, uh, we'll see what we can expect out of him. Surprisingly, only projected at 20 points. Well, Beckham Jr. is uh, projected at uh, 19.5. Uh, Jacob Holzer, uh, you stink. Uh, how, to, how to do a Top Gun quote. Uh, at 11 points, Um Derrick Henry, 30 points, the uh, highest projection for, for Michael uh, against Jacksonville and Tyrell Williams at 17 points. Uh, and the Buffalo Bills <laughs> are playing Denver. Uh, God knows which team will, which, which half team we'll see out of Denver. Uh, so, Mike, uh, I think you're a little underprojected uh, here. So, uh, before I call the game, let's take a closer look at Courtney. Uh, Baker Mayfield, um, playing a, a be- terrible uh, Miami team, but then again, he has uh, just so many interceptions on, on the year, which has slowed his game and obviously negative points. Nick Chubb uh, will probably be Nick Chubb uh, at 33.5 points projected. Uh, Calvin Ridley, you know, don't know where you're going to get. Boomer Bust, 20 points projected. Another 20 points projected for uh, Zach Ertz. Another 20 points projected for James White. Uh, so the totals right now are 160 for Mike and 164 for Courtney. I th- I think I'm going to call this one for for Mike, despite Courtney off to a hot start. Um, I think there's some some low projections, and I think some of those players are going to to outscore. Uh, so uh, we'll obviously just one game in. We'll uh, we'll see what what uh what transpires. Um, no, please. Give us Molly and Josh's uh, Hurricane Bowl, Hurricanes Bowl. Uh, Mike, am I correct in saying this is actually the Noel Hates Freedom Hurricanes Bowl? <laughs> if I'm reading I your notes that. correctly. I didn't write I, I, that. I, I wrote that in. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, there's that in the Noel Hates Freedom Hurricanes Bowl. Currently... Molly leads 15 to 11.5 with Jacoby Reset logging 15 points through what almost uh, half of the fourth quarter. Or sorry, oh, yeah, that's words. Uh, almost the majority of the game, about half the fourth quarter left, and all uh, that would be 11.5 points for Josh. 
just under projection for the Colts defense going up against that Houston offense. Uh, from there, it looks like it's... <laughs> well, it doesn't help that uh, Josh does not have Hunter Henry in the game because he, well, he does have in the game. He's just on a bye week. So right now it's projected to be 107.9 to 173.3 for Molly. And it is going to be a tall order for Josh here because Aaron Rodgers... As a Packers fan, I can tell you I am not looking forward to this matchup with the 49ers because uh, they do everything that Aaron Rodgers hates. They rush the pass number four. They play a lot of just zone and man behind it. And if the receivers don't get separation, Rodgers runs around and usually gets sacked. So 24.1 points could be not only just a projection. That could be kind of the high mark, although it's Aaron Rodgers, so you never know. Ezekiel Elliott, 27.4 points against a, as Mikey said, historically great even New England defense so that could be tough Kareem Hunt who that was a inspired start by Josh last week because even though he didn't run for a lot of yards he gets what we like in our league which is that PPR Marvin Jones can fill it up against a bad skins defense so 16.2 points could be low there for Molly Amari Cooper who uh you know back when he was in Oakland uh Jerry Jones called up uh John Gruden and said hey I want Amari Cooper. And John Gruden said, you want Coop to go to Dallas? And there he is. Um, so he's been a huge weapon. And he can build up. That was a great anecdote, Noel. Thank, thank you. you. Thank yeah. you. Good, good job. That was really well done. Even against a, as I said, vaunted New England defense. Uh, tight ends right now is pretty pretty much uh, Molly's to take because Mike Jack is probably at least going to get a point. As were Hunter Henry, as I said, will not get any. Joe Mixon against Pittsburgh's defense, uh, who uh, Molly is also starting. And since they're playing against the not-at-all-vaunted Cincinnati offense, Pittsburgh defense will be saying, we blitz all night, You do they don't gain another down. Ha 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 ha, that's from, uh, <laughs> in case you don't know, uh, wait, our Crimson Tide, fuck, remember the Titans. Remember hey, the Titans. Do I get points for misremembering the uh, name of the movie? Sure, yeah, you get, you points. get zero points Sweet. for... Hooray. <laughs> oh, um, by the way, we uh, no, we should we should clarify for those who who haven't had um, uh, seen the epic epic journey that is basketball. Uh, Noel's original went to Dallas quote was from the movie Basketball. <laughs> just in case you didn't know, uh, Leonard Fournette against a tough Tennessee defense, but he should bounce back. So thirty-one points might be good there. Muhammad Sanu is out this week, so I'm sure Josh will be changing that out. We already said defenses. Uh, Utz Nuts, 11 points. That's probably pretty fair because Mike had him early in the season. He was pretty good. Joey Sly, I had him early in the season, and he was really good. He's been kind of having trouble lately against a tough New Orleans defense. Should be more of the same. And then punters. Uh, although it is good to start Cincinnati's punter because they're punting a lot when they're not turning it over. So from there, Mike, will you take us to the Buff Bowl? Yes, I absolutely will. And it is called the Buff Bowl because both of these players went to Buffalo. I should say owners. Oh, they're not naked? Nick and Va uh, no. Oh, okay. No. Well, maybe, but I don't really want to think about that. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about a little bit of fantasy football here. It looks like, um, as would be expected from a 3-8 and eight team and a 9-2 and two team, that Vanessa would be taking the day here. She's projected 190 to Nick's 155. Now, let's look at, let's just, I'm going to go by position by position here. So, 
We have Deshaun Watson, who is starting out tonight with not a lot of time left in the fourth quarter, as Noel was saying at this point. He's got 22 points. Respectable, but not that great for Deshaun Watson. Whereas Josh Allen, captain of the Buffalo Bills, is projected 27 against Denver's defense. So we'll we'll see what he does there. We'll probably want Denver to say, stand down, captain. But we'll see what happens with Josh Allen there. Can they say um, like the Mad Hatter, too? <laughs> stand down, captain. Stand down, captain. <laughs> oh, the mustard is great. So the um, that, in the running back position, we have... That doesn't count. Oh, that'll be one quote because I, I don't think that was actually a quote. I think I just made that up. But Tevin Coleman running for the Space Force versus Christian McCaffrey. I mean, really? We have to go for Christian McCaffrey here. He's just amazing here. He's been amazing this year, and I don't expect him to stop anytime soon, especially since he's running against intra-division rival New Orleans Saints. In the wide receiver position for Nick, he has DK Metcalf, Seattle wide receiver, who's been not that bad this year. He's been averaging 18 points. Almost exactly what he's projected to get this week versus Julio Jones, who's projected to get 28.8. I think you got to give that one to Julio Jones. I mean, he's just really, he's just really, really good. So, what are you going to do? Um, the tight end position, this is where it gets interesting because you have Skittles versus Mark Andrews. And I was just expressing my love for Mark Andrews because of how well he's doing. But Kittles is, he's just, they're both, I mean, awesome. I would call this a draw because both of these guys are really good, and they're going to be playing against offenses that are fairly potent. Um, Kittle's going against Green Bay and Andrews against the Rams, so they might need to throw the ball a little bit more, which might get them a little bit more involved there. So we'll have to see. I'm going to call that one a draw. Philip Lindsay versus Cooper Cup. As much as I love Philip Lindsay, Cooper Cup, nope, nope, nope. Calling for an upset. I'm going to go with Philip Lindsay here because even though I think Cooper Cup's going to do fine, as I was just saying against uh, the Baltimore team there, they're going to need to throw a lot because I'm sure that Baltimore is going to be able to run up some points there and the Rams are going to have to respond. I'm going to go with Philip Lindsay just because I can. And I just, I, I think, I think he's just great. And frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I think that Philip Lindsay is going to do just fine. So, yeah, 1930s quotes. So then we have in the flex two position, we have Devin Singletary in, in Buffalo uh, for Nick. You're going to get 18 points, at least that's what he's projected, versus Chris Carson, 28 points. I think you got to give that one to Chris Carson. Even though it's not as readily a household name, he's the number 10 running back so far this season in the Mile Champions League. So it's just, I mean, in the top positions, all of them are basically going to Vanessa here, except for Philip Lindsay. So uh, looking at the Rams, and the, this is interesting, their defenses are playing each other's offenses. So the Ravens for Nick are going against the Rams, and Vanessa's Rams are going against the Baltimore Ravens. So that will be a fun one to watch. I'm going to put my money on uh, the Rams, just because they changed their logo from gold to blue, and now they're white and blue. So there's a reason. Um, I think the it's not a good one. <laughs> rationale, right? There you go. So um, yeah, I think the Rams there, and then kickers and punters. So I think, barring anything, barring anything extraordinary, I think this is Vanessa's game to lose. As we've seen throughout the entire season, she's just been amazing this year. This could be a Mile High Champions League victory for Vanessa the entire way. So we'll just have to see, but I'm going to call this game for Vanny. At least I think the buff bowl will go to Vanessa. Uh, apologies for that, Nick, but we'll, we'll hop on to the next game here. Ben, if you would, please, this is one of the only original names for a bowl, the engineered bowl from two engineers, Mr. Larson 
and Mr. Brandon. Ben, if you won't mind, please take that away. And I can vouch for them. They are both nerdy. Uh, <laughs> we, we absolutely love them. And they are much smarter than I am. So, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, this I, I would call, I don't want to, you know, speak out of turn, but I would call this the game of the week. Uh, both players have a lot of lot riding on this. That being said, they, they uh, you know, Larson's looking for a playoff berth, and he's got a, he's in a very good position to do it. Um, and uh, you know, Brandon has his locked up. That being said, you know, Brandon and I are basically in a battle for third place right now. Um, so you know, if, if if he wins and I win, he will uh, secure that. If he wins, he he secures the third place spot. But if uh, he loses and I win, then I win on record. So um, wait, is this all about me? I guess so. Uh, Hell yeah. but, but it, regardless, uh, both, both, uh, teams have a lot riding on this. Um, but especially Larson. So let's uh, start by looking at Larson's team. Uh, I'm sure, uh, Lamar Jackson would take pleasure in gutting the LA Rams defense. Uh, I had to go with another rock quote. Um, he's just been basically unstoppable. Uh, great pickup for, um, Larson all around uh, projected 35 points. I think I would call that low. Um, Alvin Kamara is starting to fire up again. Uh, so projected 31 points. Uh, Jamison Crowder, uh, 18.5. Ryan Griffin, not a lot at 9.3. Um, so kind of looking at the, the Jets offense, um, not expecting too much from that, but um, Larson has some solid players. He's kind of got a team of misfits, but uh, they they get him the points they need he needs uh, on most weeks here uh, and I th- I think he's going to see the same this week. David Montgomery's uh, projected twenty one points, uh, similar for uh, Jalen Sanders, uh, and Raiders have uh, new New York Jets, so um, kind of a little bit of a uh, hedge in the bets there a little bit. Um, currently a empty place kicker uh, position, but I'm sure that will be filled. Uh, bad start for. Um, for Brandon here, uh, uh, starting with, uh, Jameis Winston, um, Jameis, don't say doing your wife. Don't say doing your wife. Don't say doing your wife. Winston, uh, <laughs> projected at 30.2 points. Uh, Todd Gurley is not the Todd Gurley of last year, but he's, uh, still been pretty solid. Uh, 23.2 points projected. Uh, big problem here for Brandon, uh, Zach Pascal was projected at 15.7. Currently, goose egg. This game's not over yet, but it's definitely not what you want to see. Um, Evan uh, Ingram, I'm not sure, is going to be playing. He's listed as doubtful, so uh, Brandon might need to fill that uh, tight end spot here pretty soon. Michael Thomas will be solid at 33 points projected, and uh, Josh Jacobs, similar story against New York Jets. Uh, both have a, both players have a lot riding on this. Uh, both. Um, game, I guess, at 27.6 points. Uh, currently an empty uh, defensive um, position. Uh, so Brandon's got some some holes to fill, uh, giggity, and kickers uh, and punters. Yay! So, Yay. Uh, th- as this one stands right now, I think Larson has a really good chance of winning it. Um, unless we see some some dynamite showings from, from some of uh, Brandon's players, which... Could absolutely happen. Uh, Brandon's seven four on the season, solid team, uh, and he's got some pretty uh, dangerous weapons on his bench. So, um, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Noel, I'm all right. Screw it. 
Please take it away with the Outback Tax Slayer, Allstate, Chick-fil-A, PlayStation, Famous Idaho Potato, Cheese it AutoNation, VRBO, San Diego, County Credit Union Capital, One Good Year, Nova Home Loans, Out of Zone, Redbox, Valero, Franklin, America, Mortgage, New Era, Hyundai, Celebration, Orange, Cotton, Peach, Rose, Sugar, Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> Brought to you by Target. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so I assume because this is not the I don't know where the fuck you got that from, but that was brilliant. Um, so this is Kenfield versus Grant, correct? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and this is um, a million dollars for all these sponsors. <laughs> uh, Mike, make that happen for us, please. At least uh, for Ben. Um, you got it. So he, I can pay. Well, so he can give me money for my credit card, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, oh, text yeah. inside joke. Um, so this one is a battle for pride, as both teams are eliminated from playoff contention, and unfortunately for Grant, uh, he got his one win, and he's projected to not get a second in this one. Um, and Kenfield is rolling once again with "I'm Tom Brady, bitch" at quarterback, <laughs> uh, who is projected twenty five point five points against a Dallas defense that is. Okay, but really, the Patriots' offense just hasn't been what we're used to. They're missing some weapons at wide receiver. There's actually speculation that they might bring back Antonio Brown, so that could be fun. But that would that wouldn't affect this week at all. Dak Prescott, though, even though he's playing against that vaunted, as we keep saying, New England defense, projected twenty five point seven points. He can run the ball. He can throw the ball deep. He's an MVP candidate. So there, I to be honest with you, I like Dak Prescott because the upside's higher. Tom Brady just doesn't have the same amount of weapons. Matt Breida, who he can, he's kind of your quintessential feast or famine, boomer bust kind of player where he's got just speed to burn. And Green Bay's defense is pretty shitty against the run. So that could be a big play or it could be nothing or it could be five, whatever. Uh, against Miles Sanders, who returns kicks, is active in the passing game. Won't get as many runs because he's not kind of a straight-ahead runner. He's, But he is super fucking fast. So there, I think that's kind of a wash. Chris Godwin, I meant to say this earlier, Mike, when you're talking about Mike Evans, where usually when Mike Evans has a lower or sort of kind of a down game, Chris Godwin has a huge game. As were last week, they both kind of had about the same amount of points. So one of them's going to bounce back. Um I think there's a high likelihood that it could be both of them because Atlanta's defense is not very good. Cortland Sutton um, against a – they're playing in Buffalo, so there could be shitty against a pretty mediocre Buffalo pass defense. Um, Jason Witten, who has been pretty solid. Noah Fant, who's kind of making me eat my words now with Brandon Allen in the game. Uh, so I like Noah Fant there just because, again, he has just the higher scoring potential – Julian Edelman against, are they saying Moore or DJ Moore? Is that one too, too, uh, too esoteric? <laughs> no, I think uh, you just have to explain it a little okay. bit. That is from uh, Lost in Translation, where Bill Murray is asking a photographer, or a director actually, if he's saying he wants, because he's being more like Bond, he keeps saying Moore. Is it Moore or Roger Moore? <laughs> There we go. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Kenny <laughs> Galladay can fill it up against that bad skins defense. Michael Gallup, 
this was just a brilliant pickup by Grant. He is the home run hit, like even with Amari Cooper, he's the home run hitter. He's tall. He's fast. Uh, ben, Mike can take this out if I'm wrong. Is Gallup a CSU Ram? He is, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Then there you go, Ben. Eat shit, Josh Allen. Uh, <laughs> Bears is that from a movie? <laughs> <laughs> against a struggling New York Giants offense who uh, might grant maybe it'll start Saquon Barkley. He wants to play, but we don't know. He's been banged up. Rookie quarterback who turns the ball over a lot. So Bears could have a defense could have a bounce back week. The Lions defense, this is a bold play by Grant because while the Skins offense is bad, the Lions defense is one of the worst in the league. So Let's see if it works out for him, Cotton. Hmm, bold play. <laughs> Good job, Fortune guys. Fortune favors the bold, except for when it doesn't. Um, and then kickers and punters. Uh, it might help if Grant started a kicker, um, but he also has one of the best punters in Logan Cook, who is in Jacksonville, and they love to punt. So that being said, I like this one for actually. I'm gonna say it. I like it for Grant. There's just there's more upside here, as where Kenfield has some there's some upside, but most of it, all of it, is really Chris Godwin. So do we have another game? I'm, I don't know if my notes are not up to date. Yeah, there is one more game, but I, I really need you to say the the name of that bull mole. Where is it? I don't. Let me re- refresh. That's okay. You know what? I'll I'll, I'll do it for you. Don't don't, don't, matter. don't worry about it. You got it? <laughs> yes. Wait, Jesus. The Outback Tax Slayer All-State Chick-fil-A PlayStation. He's talking about that one or the next one? No, no, no. I'm talking about that one. I want to hear oh, the right. entire right. thing. The Outback Tax Slayer All-State Chick-fil-A PlayStation Famous Idaho Cheez-It AutoNation VRBO <laughs> San Diego County Credit Union Capital One, Goodyear, Nova, Home Loans, AutoZone, Redbox, Belk, Valero, Franklin American, Mortgage, New Era, Hyundai, Celebration, Orange Cotton, Peach Rose, Sugar Fiesta Bowl. Yay! Brought to you by Target. <laughs> to you by Target. <laughs> Thank that you, was Noel. I really on the on top. Uh, so I have to say, I got the I got that name. Uh, I was inspired. I just looked at all of the college bowls, and I was like, I can't pick one. So I'll pretty much use them all. There we go. So it's that's possible that there are too many bowls. Yeah, it's, it is, that is the thing. That is the you thing. have a not winning record. Here's a bowl. Wait, what? You're two and one here, or two and eleven here. Have a bowl. Have a bowl. It's a ship. It's a toilet bowl, but it's a bowl. All right, we're gonna go on to the very last. Brought game to you by Trump University. Sorry, <laughs> that's what I said. Toilet bowl. Uh, <laughs> Um, so we have uh, Benjamin. This is interesting. We're having the Tattletown Warriors, Noel versus and into the flame Benjamin in what I just created tonight, the Dilmont Mick Mulroney Bowl. So you guys <laughs> will be playing each other in week 12, and this will be interesting. The nice thing is you guys can kind of you know stretch your legs, relax a bit. You're uh, both in the playoffs. I think this is much more important for Ben than it is for you, Noel, because, Noel, you've got a first-round buy anyways. But for Ben, if you win, you might get a better seed in playing in the playoffs. So this is, I think, kind of what you want to do to win. So uh, looking at the quarterback positions, I think, Noel, uh, <laughs> you, you, in, you intended to start Jeff Driscoll. Is that I, correct? I meant to pick up Matt Ryan, but someone else got him. So I just like, there's no Driscoll. I have to start no Driscoll. Okay. Did, did well, Brandon do that just to spite you? 
Could be, which is fair. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you, you got to ask yourself one question, Noel. Do you feel lucky? Do you, punk? We'll just have to see because I don't think uh, – I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of Carson Wentz, but I think he'll do enough to probably outperform Jeff O'Driscoll here, which, by the way, if you don't know why we're saying O'Driscoll instead of Jeff Driscoll, we are quoting a uh, – what is it? Band yeah. of – uh, yeah, we're, we're quoting Red Dead Redemption too in the band of like uh, old Confederate Southern Outlaws. douchebags. Yeah, uh, in the wow, Noel is, is starting the um, hell the yeah, team I've never heard of. He's starting Bo Scarborough, <laughs> Detroit running back against Le'Veon Bell. I would have to say that this is uh, this definitely got to be Le'Veon Bell. Are you trying to lose Noel? No, like, <laughs> I like Boscaro Bro's upside. He's like he was killer at Alabama, and he's kind of kicked around the league. He's big, he's fast, and he's playing for a team that needs someone who's gonna run the ball a lot. So, yeah, I wouldn't question Noel's analysis. This guy. I also I really do like the name Boscaro. I am not sure starting two Lions players is a great idea, but I do like the name. Okay, fair enough. I think Ben's absolutely correct. You you can't uh, can't question Noel, who is absolutely dominating the league at at ten and one. So um, there you go. So I think uh, I still have to give it to Le'Veon Bell, but there you go. So Jarvis Landry versus Mike Evans. As much as Jarvis Landry's been a pain in my ass because he's been stealing Odell Beckham Jr.'s catches and targets, um, I do like Mike Evans. I really think that he is the weapon down in Tampa Bay. So I think that they're going to have to use them. Not that Atlanta will really put up a ton of points, though they did have a pretty good kind of put on a clinic in New Orleans when they beat them uh, not too long ago. So I think that Atlanta has the potential there. But regardless, they have to throw to Mike Evans. He's just – he's their guy probably. Oh, challenge me if I'm wrong, but my opinion is Mike Evans is the best player on, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so I got to give that one to Mr. Evans. In the tight end position, we have Darren Waller versus Gerald Everett. I like Darren Waller here, as we're talking about. He's kind of been a very big sleeper for you, Noel. He's been really phenomenal. He is the number three tight end throughout the season. If you had said, who's going to be the number three, I'd probably be like, mm, Kelsey, uh, I don't know, Skittles or someone else, maybe Ertz. Not Darren Waller. So congratulations on, on finding and, and doing your research on him, Noel. He's really spectacular. I got to get my throw my hat in the corner for Mr. Waller there. Uh, Aaron Jones versus DeAndre Hopkins. Aaron Jones is, is good. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is already outperforming his, his points here, uh, 36 to 24, which is it's above his projections. And I, I don't get that because in, in this house, we obey the laws of thermodynamics. We don't just <laughs> go with points that are off our projections by that much. So at any rate, it, it, DeAndre Hopkins scoring 36 is actually above Aaron Jones's average of 31. So I actually got to give this – I love me some Aaron Jones, but DeAndre Hopkins with – and the game's over, 36 points. I think we'll do just, just fine. Uh, Tariq Cohen versus Golden Tate here. Ooh. Yay. Yeah, I don't know here. Uh, <laughs> I go. Uh, can I defer? Pass. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it's just okay. This is interesting. I was gonna try to find a golden smacks. Remember that cereal? Yep. 
Uh, I was going to yeah. find a golden or honey smacks and golden crisp type thing. That's honey smacks. Thank you. Uh, honey smacks or golden crisp. I was trying to find a quote. And the like third thing you type when you're typing golden smacks is uh, recall. So I probably shouldn't talk about some sort of recalled cereal. And I don't think it's actually been produced since the 90s. So for our younger viewers, we'll just ignore that. So I'm not going to even throw in a cereal marketing tagline. I was going to but for Michael. golden the dream of the 90s is alive in Portland. <laughs> How do you come up with this shit so quick? I don't know. Insanity. <laughs> well, yeah, that would what it was. I mean, I think about, I think about those, the cereals we ate. When, like, some of it was criminal. I remember when they came out with Pop-Tart cereal. And this is, even as a child, I'm like, this is, this is child abuse. Why I don't... are you doing this? <laughs> I, Why are you doing cavities. these things? Why are you doing these things? Did they really do that? I don't recall that. That sounds horrible. There, yeah, there was a Pop Tart cereal. I I remember having it, and like it, I was like, I, I mean, like, you know, I have to try it, and I'm just like, oh god, this is disgusting. Yeah, I never board. thought like when eating a Pop Tart, you know what this needs? Oh my to god, be they still have it. Soggy and milk. Wow, <laughs> they still have Pop Tart cereal. I guess, I guess, like I just googled it, and you can buy it on Target. Brought to you by Target. Brought to you by Target. You by Target. Gross. <laughs> I am not eating that. Wait, That's there's a cereal just... called Bootios? What is booty? Okay, we are way off topic, yep. but I have to know what is Bootios? It, it, I, it's on Amazon. There, it's WWE Bootios breakfast cereal. Okay, and what buy is it? For $13. <laughs> okay, first it. of all, $13 for a box of cereal is expensive even for Hawaiian terms. Am I right, Kenfield? So what what... Okay, what is it supposed to be? Is it like chocolate? I mean, is it like gold flakes? What? Why oh my is God, it? You guys got to see this box. I'm gonna. What it is to it? Yeah, Tell I the people in podcast land, Ben. What I are can't you describe at? it. It's like it's. Oh, I can't say it out loud. It's gonna. It, this is recorded. <laughs> it's like kind Holy of. Holy shit! What is this? <laughs> you Google it. It's like kind of racist, but I'm so confused. Okay, I I will. Okay. I will say this. It is $13 a box. Um, it is sponsored or created by WWE, which is the World Wrestling something? Federation? World Wrestling Entertainment. It was oh, the e. WWF. So it's made by a wrestling company. It what is the called. Fuck. <laughs> called... Wait, someone, one of them has a unicorn horn. What is this? Is this a joke? Is there like, a trombone? <laughs> there is. Why? There's, it's ba Okay, listeners. It's basically Lucky Charms, but the box is racist as fuck and so confusing. All I'm going to say is this. It gets pretty decent reviews, and it's Amazon's choice for Booty-O's cereal. But... <laughs> Oh, and wait, wait, no, the, on the box, I wanted to point this out. It says made with 100% positivity. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This has to um, be fake, right? Did you guys I, see I the know. frequently bought together option for $42.05? <laughs> no. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. There's a tagline bes below Bootios that says, there make sure you ain't good. <laughs> what? Well, We're a fantasy football podcast, right? Like, what what is happening? One of the Norman. other cereals is poop like a champion, <laughs> ultra fiber cereal, <laughs> and Bob Ross, the joy of cereal. 
<laughs> okay, obviously these are joke cereals, but oh my god. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Um, I know what Grab I'm getting you guys for Christmas now. <laughs> right. uh, add, add to cart. I am sending this to Ben. <laughs> ben, you're about to get a box of bootios coming your way. Uh, oh my god, we're, anyway. What were we talking about? Star Wars? No, no. Oh, we were talking about fantasy football here. Uh, so anyways, yeah. Uh, Tariq Cohen. That's my guess. Um, and then the Saints D, no. I'm going to go with the 49ers D here. Um, and Ben's not starting a kicker, so I'm going to have to go with Justin Tucker for Noel and then yes. punters. I'm going to go with Jake Bailey because apparently he can put up, like, you know, running back level points. So <laughs> Ben's off to a great start. I mean, you're you're actually projected to beat Noel this week, even absent a kicker. So if you throw in a kicker, maybe you add another, like, nine points to that. Your projection 157 to 153, um, and I think that's Noel is, is because he's – He's got a bi-week bonanza on his bench, as he was alluding to. So because of Mr. O'Driscoll and <laughs> Bo Scarborough, I'm going to have – or Scarborough, I'm going to have to uh, give this one to uh, Ben. So I think, Ben, you're going to go 8-4. and four. Noel, you're going to go at a very enviable 10-2. Uh, and two. And I think – did I do both of my quotes for this one? I did. Did I do? Did I do one? What was the first one? I did the one. I was thermodynamics. Oh, that's right. All right. Well, I'll just wrap this up by saying, hasta la vista, baby. Actually, that goes back to my Schwarzenegger quote thing from earlier. So good way to wrap that up. All right. We have, wow, we have fucked around a lot on this podcast, but we've had some fun. And I hope you have too by listening. We're going to wrap it up by talking about the poll, which actually we've already had four votes, which is kind of interesting. Um, It has to do with the last two spots we have for the winner's circle. And my question, what I put out to you in Mile High Champions League land, which of the four remaining teams in the hunt will make the playoffs? They are the five-second chug, the legend of Lincoln, Lincoln's Mavericks, and the Parker Rams. Uh, The four people I voted have wisely not voted for the legend of Lincoln and Lincoln's Mavericks because I don't think we're going to make it. There's one vote so far for five-second chug and three for the Rams. So go ahead Throw your hat in the ring, cast your vote, open the gates, seize the day, do whatever you need to, have some fun, and we will wrap it up. Gentlemen, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Fantasy football, racist cereal, anything of that related subject you want to talk about tonight? May the force be with you. There you Thank go. You, what? 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 <laughs> no. <All right. laughs> okay, well, uh, gentlemen. I know we have a lot of fun on this, but nevertheless, I'm going to say thank you. I think time is the most valuable, any person, most valuable asset, I should say, any person has. So I really appreciate your time with me tonight. And for those of you listening, I appreciate your time as well. So with that, we will wrap up our podcast. Thank you again for listening. And Noel, please send us out. Go Broncos, why the fuck not? Brought to you what? by Target. <laughs> Brought to you <laughs> by Valero and Belk and Target. The Hyundai uh, <laughs> Orange Cotton Peach Road Sugar Festival. <laughs> All right, good night. <laughs>